Welcome to The Way Church Service with Pastor John. We invite you to join us at 514 Smithfield Avenue in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. This podcast is presented to you by The Way Ministries, supported by listeners like you. For donations, live videos, podcasts, and more, please visit www.thewayministriesri.org. Thank you and have a great day. All right, we are going to get started. Welcome to the Way Church Service. I want to thank everyone for coming out tonight to get a portion of God's Word. Amen. First and foremost, I'd like to thank our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus, for making all this possible for us by going to the cross, becoming obedient unto death, by going to the cross, shedding His blood for the forgiveness of our sins, and becoming the final sacrifice for our sins. So we could have a new life, eternal life, spiritual life, and a new purpose here on planet Earth for all who believe in the one and only Son of God. We gather here to learn about our Creator and find our purpose here and use it to glorify God and to serve our Lord and Savior and one another. Our goal is to grow spiritually. This ministry has a specific goal, and that is to grow spiritually and start to handle life God's way, not our way. God's Word, which is the Bible, becomes the owner's manual to our lives. And God wants us to, God, and we use it to see how God wants us to live, act, think, serve, and treat others. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. Each part of His body is very precious to God. I want to personally welcome each and every one of you to the way tonight. We depend on God's grace, thank God, and not our own power to accomplish His will for our lives. And if you do have a cell phone, can you please silence it so it doesn't disturb tonight's service? And we will start off with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Gracious Father in Heaven, thank you for allowing us this awesome opportunity to come before you tonight, Lord to worship, honor, and glorify you, Lord. Thank you for getting us here all safely, Lord. Thank you for meeting all our needs and all your generous provisions you provided for us today to meet our needs, Lord. Thank you that we can come worship, honor, and glorify you, Lord, and place your name above all names, Lord. Even our own, Father, as we all fight to put you first in our lives, Lord. Thank you for saving us and forgiving us forever, Lord, never counting our sins against us again, Lord. And thank you for giving us the Holy Spirit to comfort, convict, and confront us, Lord, when need be, Lord, as a a seal, knowing that heaven is our home, Lord. Thank you for giving us the Lord Jesus as an example to live by and follow. And thank you, Lord, for always watching over us and out for us, Lord. I pray for our great nation, Lord, that you keep your healing hand and protection over it, Lord, for the sake of your saved ones, so we can bring others into the kingdom here, Lord. Let us always never forget, forsake the assembling of the saints, Lord, as some people do, knowing that we need to be connected to the vine, which is the head of the church, which is Christ. And thank you for you doing our lives, Lord, and let everything we do tonight, as always, Lord, be led by your spirit and not our flesh, and it's in Jesus' mighty name that I pray, amen and amen. All right, we're going to stand and worship the Lord and usher in the spirit. Brittany's going to come up and sing. <clears throat> Thank you. 
you are famous for. Amen? Amen. He takes us through the water, through the fire, through everything. He said he'd never leave us nor forsake us. And God is a man of his word. He cannot lie. Amen? Amen? Thank you, Jesus. How's everybody doing tonight? Certainly good to see everybody. I'm glad I'm here. Amen. You know, one time I couldn't stand going to church. Now I can't wait to come. God put something inside of me, His Holy Spirit. It gives me a desire to want to know Him better, right? You get the truth through His Word. Thank you, Jesus, for putting that desire in us. We're going to continue our study on spiritual warfare, but first we're going to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 14 that Mary put up on the board, and we're going to start there tonight. We'll start in verse 15. Probably go a little further. I can stay all night just in 1 Corinthians 14, but I can't do that. Well, let the Spirit speak. Well, the Holy Spirit is going to be taken over, just so you're aware of that. So please be attentive to that, not to cause any distractions that might try to take someone out of the Spirit, because that's just what the devil wants. Amen? Amen. Okay. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 15. Well then, what shall I do? I will pray in the Spirit, and I will also pray in words I understand. I will sing in the Spirit, and I will also sing in words I understand. For if you praise God only in the Spirit, how could those who don't understand you praise God along with you? How can they join you in giving thanks when they don't understand what you are saying? You will be giving thanks very well, but it won't strengthen the people who hear you. Amen? We can really get really mature as believers and start talking about other things like end-time prophecies and all other kind of crazy things where people that don't understand that say, what are you talking about? Instead of the, the, the spirit that gives us what? Love, peace, joy, and being glad to see someone in simple terms, this be glad to see everybody. Like, I'm glad to see everybody tonight. Amen? Amen. Could you all understand that? Yeah. yeah, that's what he's talking about here. He's not talking about um, saying words that uh, nobody can understand or any kind of hocus pocus. He's talking about with the Spirit. And the Spirit is the Word of God. And as we grow in the Word of God, we can say things that other people who are not growing that much don't understand. Amen? Certain ways that the Lord works. So we have to be very careful with that. So especially when we're gathering in churches, so we can understand what each one is saying. Amen? Amen? We talk in simple terms, like Paul was always talking in simple terms. Now he says in verse 18, I thank God that I speak in tongues more than any of you, 
But in a church meeting, I would rather speak five understandable words to help others than 10,000 words in an unknown language. Dear brothers and sisters, don't be childish in your understanding of these things. Be innocent as babies when it comes to evil, but be mature in understanding matters like this. Amen? Of this kind. So, I don't want to, I can keep going with this, but there's, an, there's a, another subject for another time, and we're not going to go there, but that was a great scripture to understand. Amen? Thank you for sharing that with us. Let's go on to our message about spiritual warfare. We've been on this subject for a while, and I suggest that you go back and study these things from the website. From We have the first message as we go on and on with this. Because like I said before, I am not getting off this subject till we get it. Amen? Amen. We're going to get this, and we're going to get it right, and we're going to understand why we're saved, why we come to church, and what we're up against out there as believers. Amen? Amen. We're up against forces far greater than we could ever imagine. But thank God we got a force that's more powerful than any other force. That's our Creator. Amen? Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. King of all kings and Lord of all lords. Nothing can happen in your life unless it goes through His permissive hand. Amen? And God is always with us. He's walking with you every step of the way. Whether you feel Him or not is not the issue. The fact of the matter is, He's always with you. Amen? God is not a feeling. God is a fact. Amen. He works way beyond our emotion. That's why the devil trips us up, because he trips us up in our emotions, in our thought process. Amen. He gets us all the time. So I'm going to talk about some signs you're in spiritual warfare and how we can fight that. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, you know what? I have a scripture for us before we go. Go to 2 Timothy chapter 1. <laughs> I forgot about this. Go to um, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. Because, you know what, I live by this scripture. Because, like I said before, every time I come up here, the devil tries to fill me with anxiety and fear and tries to scramble the message that the Spirit is trying to say to the church. Amen? So I always make sure that I yield to that Spirit and trust the Lord who's always got my back. Amen? And go beyond my emotions. That's what courage is. Working through the fear. And God gives us courage. Well, look what it says in verse 7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline, or self-control, or a sound mind. A lot of translations use it a different way. A sound mind. A sound mind will give you self-control, Right? And that's why we talk about that. Self-discipline is self-control. Amen? We discipline ourselves in a spiritual sense so we could fight this battle against the enemy. Amen? Amen? And like it says, he did not give us a spirit of fear. So we have to understand what these spirits are. A lot of people don't understand what spirits are. Spirit of fear. Spirit of anxiety. Okay? Spirit of doubt. These are all spirits that go inside the believer's mind. And start to what? That spirit of doubt that the devil puts in our mind. Do you really think God said that? 
just like he did with Evie, tripped her up. And everybody thinks spirits are flying around the room and doing all weird things. Well, there's different kinds of spirits, okay? But there's spirits of fear, the spirit of timidity. He said he didn't give that to us, and a sound mind. How many of us sometimes go to read the Bible and their minds are like scrambled eggs? Can't get a piece of what's going on in that Bible. You read it, but it comes up empty. Or we feel like we already read it and understand it, so we don't really take mind to really what the deeper understanding is as he tries to mature us and grow. The more we know, the more we grow, the more nourishment we need, and the more revelations we get through reading the Word. We never stop reading the Word. That is our defense against the enemy, amen? We fight the devil back with Scripture. Can I get an amen for that? We never arrive where we don't need to read the Bible anymore. Never, never, never. It's like a perpetual calendar. We go, we do the daily walk, we read through it once. The next time we read through it again, we get deeper understanding and more spiritual understanding. The written word becomes the living word, amen? As we start to understand it spiritually, amen? And that's what I help try to help you to do. Okay, is everybody with me so far? All right, stay with me now. Try to stay focused because the devil's going to try to distract you on this message so you don't get it. Okay? You're going to try to cloud your mind or fill you with doubt, fear, and everything else that's not supposed to come into your mind. Okay? Just fight it off and say no. We're in a battle in this world. Okay? A spiritual warfare battle. We may not see it. We, may not, we might forget it's there. But the enemy would love nothing more than to fill our minds with discouragement and defeat. Amen? If you're a mature believer who is living like salt and light in a dark world, you won't go for long without encountering spiritual warfare. Through obstacles and attacks, he will hurl, he will hurl in your direction. And though we can't stop his cruel attacks, okay, we don't have to let him win. Can you get an amen for that? God reminds us in his word to stay aware of Satan's schemes to live alert in this world, and to stay close to God. How do you stay close to God? Through His Word. You stay close to God. This is, if you can just take this with you all day long, and remind you, wherever you go, this is what you need to, this is what you need to live by. Not by the flesh or the emotions, amen? But it takes a long time to get this in here, and push out the world system, amen? It's a struggle for me, so I'm sure it's a struggle for you. None of us are exempt from that because it's not natural for us to go to the Word of God for a solution. It's not natural for us. Our natural ability, because of the fall of Adam, is to go to the world for a solution. Amen? And that's what the devil wants us to still go to after we get saved. Amen? God gives specific instructions in His Word. He gives us all we need to stand strong in this life and to have victory over the battlefields of our mind. Okay, heart and soul. Like I said, we face three enemies. The world, the devil, and the flesh. Okay? The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Okay, we have to understand that. God gives us specific instructions in his word. He gives us all we need to stand strong in this life over the battlefields of our mind. I want us to get this heart and soul. Yet all too often we race through busy, full days, ill-equipped, unprepared, or simply not aware of what we're up against or who the real enemy even is. Amen? 
We can look at people as the enemy. Uh, places we work as the enemy. People, places, as thing as the enemy. But the enemy, everything behind is that is the enemy, okay? Got the, Satan will work through people. Satan will work through industri industry. Satan works through every different thing to infil infiltrate our minds and make us lose our testimony for God. Amen? It makes us live in the flesh. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is... How many of us can honestly say this, the flesh is not strong? Huh? We don't know how bad... We really don't really know how strong our flesh is till we try to say no to it. And say, no, I'm not going to do that today. I'm not going to live my own way. I'm not going to do my own thing. I'm going to do his will today and deny mine. Then it's on, right? You say, yeah, you're going to do that. And ten minutes later, you're doing your will. You know why? Because you try to do it with willpower. I'm going to be good today. I'm going to fight back. I'm not going to let the devil win. You're already letting him win by saying, I'm not going to. There's nothing. He already did win with you. That's why you need a Savior. That's why we accepted Christ. Jesus is the only way to fight back. And Jesus fights back. And who's Jesus? Jesus is the Word of God. We can only fight back with Scripture. Jesus fought back with the words of God. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood enemies. Although the devil wants us to, right? Okay. The forces of darkness don't wait for us to be ready for their attack. Okay? They're ruthless, determined, and cunning. The devil could not care less if we feel prepared or prayed up for our day. He prefers, in fact, he prefers that we're not ready. Okay? He prefers that we're immature. Okay, but in a broken, dark world, listen up now. How can we really know if we're facing the expected difficulties of life as compared to true spiritual warfare? Attacks of the enemy. Jesus himself told us that in this life we would experience troubles. Okay? In John 16.33, so go there. Go to John 16.33. We know this to be true. And though many times we may not fully be aware of who or what is behind the struggles... We can be assured that God equips us for the battle and he instructs us to live alert and vigilant. Can I get an amen for that? Amen. All right. Because the Bible tells us that God has given us everything we need for living the way he wants us to live. Amen. He's equipped us with everything. We already have it, and the, the devil is already defeated. We have to understand that he's already defeated, but he does not want you to think that he is. Look at John 16, verse 33. Jesus told him, I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me, which is the word. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows. Can I get any? Listen, you don't become a Christian and think that everything's hunky-dory and your life is just going to be blessed all the time. Look, you already are blessed, but being blessed is not an emotion. Okay? The blessing is you have the God of the universe on your side. Okay? And he's going to fight with you. And he's going to fight for you so you can overcome these demonic attacks that try to overtake each and every believer each and every day. Amen? Okay. Many some, but take heart. 
because I have overcome the world. Spiritual warfare is not giving the devil more attention or focusing too much on his evil ways. Listen to me now. Spiritual warfare is not giving the devil more attention or focusing too much on his evil ways. A lot of Christians are always wrapped up in all the evil, all the evil, all the evil, instead of what God's already done. Biblical spiritual warfare is making ourselves more attentive to what God is doing and remembering to stand firm and let him fight our fiercest battles. There's power through his spirit, his word, and in prayer. And we can be confident that he is always with us, leading our way and covering us from behind. Amen? He said he's going ahead of you, and he has your back too. The Trinity. We have the Trinity. God always has our back, and he goes ahead of us. When you get up every day, whether you think you're crossing your life or not, God is, and he's sending you where he wants you to send. The thing of it is we simply don't recognize where he's at, that he's in it. He puts us through the trouble. He takes us through the test. The teacher is always silent during the test. What does he do? He makes us unhappy where we are. I'm not happy with my life. I'm not happy here. That's like saying God don't know what he's doing in your life then, saying that you're not happy. Should there be an unhappy believer? Absolutely not. What is it? We just lack the understanding that God is in control of the situation. And we're not giving it to him. We're trying to control it. Amen? I want to be happy here. Listen, heaven is our home, not here. Reasonably happy here and supremely happy there. Amen? We're just passing through. People want to get so happy down here that they don't want to go to heaven. They think they can stay here, so they don't want... Listen... To a true, mature believer, heaven is our home, and we know, we know that we're just passing through, and everything we do down here, we're not, the material is not coming with us. One life to live will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. Everything else gets burned up. So what are you living for? If you're living for material gain, the devil has you under his control. Whether you believe it or not, it's the truth. Because materialism is the devil's ace trump. He, that gets us away from God. I'm too busy. I can't go to church. I'm too busy to read the Bible. I got to work. I got to do this. I got to do that. When he's the one that gave that all to you. He says, if you put me first, everything else will fall into place. Other than that, it's always going to be out of whack. And how many can honestly say that our life is like this? On an even keel all the time. Oh, yeah, right, okay? We'd be lying through our teeth. We can come here in church. Oh, hi, everybody, I'm doing great. When you fought and cussed all the way here, and say, I'm not cooking for you tonight. And, and you, you might have made a sign to someone on the way in, in traffic. And, but, oh, hi, I love Jesus. And play church. Look, I'd rather you just take that church face off because we're not here to put a church face on. We're here to grow and learn and change. If you don't have a problem, then why do you need a savior? So we all have a problem, okay? We have a sin problem. Now we have a son solution. We got to go to him for it. And we try to fight and fix it ourselves until we get so broken, we say, all right, Lord, here it is. Here I am. I can't do this anymore. He causes frustration in our life for a reason. So we won't depend on our ways, we'll start depending on his. Okay? 
God says, my thoughts are not like your thoughts. And you can never understand my ways. He says, just trust me and I'll get you through this the best way that I can. You know, get us through this life. Amen? We think that God isn't going to... Look, God doesn't take anything from us. He gives it to us. The only thing he takes from us are the things that take us from him. Okay? That's what he takes from us. Okay? Believe me. God is good. All the time. All the time. God is good. Even when we're not. Can anybody honestly say every day they're like Jesus? Well, you came to the wrong church because we don't believe it here. Don't give me that baloney, okay? I come from the street. You woke up this morning with bad intentions. You didn't even, you even have to tell me. Thank you. Can I get an amen for that? Can we just be real here, really? All of us, who doesn't have issues here? We need to fight. There's, a spirit, there's something behind this trying to make us feel defeated as Christians. And people won't know whether you're a Christian or not when you leave church. You should be telling. Right now, the way our doctor world is, they should know the difference between a believer and an unbeliever like nothing. We just don't do things that way anymore. But no, we still got to fight. Okay. There are many ways we may be getting attacked spiritually, okay, in our lives and in the world today. But I want to give some examples from Scripture that will help us understand if we're under a spiritual warfare attack, okay? The first principle, sudden or extreme onslaught of various troubles, okay, losses and trials, okay? This is a ruthless attack that Satan often brings against believers, okay? It seems to come out of nowhere, and it's just one thing after another. It's hard to even see straight. You feel your life is suddenly spinning out of control. Job's life is an example to us of what this may be like. And if you never read Job, read the book of Job, verses one, chapters 1 and 2, because I can't go there. It'll take up the rest of the night. But that's the same thing. The devil went to God to ask him if he could torment Job, thinking he would try to lead him away from the Lord through the many struggles he faced. Okay? As, as we know from the book of Job, this righteous man stood strong. Amen? He really did. Though it seemed he was losing everything dear to him, he knew that God held him secure to all the loss and hardship around him. God will never allow the enemy to have full control. He doesn't have the final say over our lives. Amen? He doesn't. We may face battles and attack in this, attacks in this world, but we can trust in our mighty God to be our shelter through it all. Amen? The thing of it is we have to trust him and obey him, and he's going to get us through it. Amen? That's the problem. A lot of us have trust issues. We have trust issues with people. We've been burnt in the world a long time. We have trust issues, right? And we have obedience issues. I'm going to do it my way. I don't need anybody to tell me what to do. Listen, when God takes over your life, you will bow to him sooner or later. Amen? It's the easy way or the hard way. He will have his way. Go to Psalm 73. Or maybe, you know, some believers think, well, I can help God out. Maybe I can help him along through my life. Maybe he can work with me. He says, no, you're going to die. You're going to die. Your flesh is evil. Remember Paul said, I know nothing good lives in me in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do good, but I can't carry it out. 
So Paul did an evaluation on his lips. Nothing good lives in me in my sin nature. Now, he didn't say nothing lived good in him in his new nature. In his new nature, he was very good. But God got the glory for his goodness, not him. Everything he did, he did it for the Lord and gave God glory and didn't want recognition for it. Amen? Okay. Look what it says in verse, I love this psalm right here. Verse, psalm 73, verse 26. Everybody there? My health may fail, and my spirit may grow weak, but God remains the strength of my heart. He is mine forever. Those who desert him will perish, for you destroy those who abandon you. But as for me, here's a choice, right? As for me, how good it is to be near God. I have made the sovereign Lord my shelter. And I will tell everyone about the wonderful things you do. Amen? Do you see what he said here now? He says, for, as for me, how good it is to be near God. Now, how do you get near God? Through his word, through his scripture, through fellowshipping with other believers, and through his church. Amen? That's how you get close to God. Have made me sovereign, my shelter. Listen, the so I, look, it, I get passionate about this. This is important. We have to understand what he said here. He, it's a choice we have to make. This is not something that happens by osmosis. We have to make these decisions and choices. He says, but as for me, how good it is to be near God. And he said, I have made the sovereign Lord my shelter. And I will tell everyone about the wonderful things you do. You see it? I said, have made the Lord my shelter. So he made a decision to make God his shelter and his number one. Amen? He made the decision, and you have to make the decision. Unfortunately, he doesn't take away our free will choices, and sometimes we wish he did, because we make a lot of wrong ones. Yeah. Amen? Amen? But we have to make a choice to let him shelter us. I'm going to trust God. I am going to shut up in this situation. <laughs> I am going to keep my mouth shut, not give my opinion, but I'm going to leave it in the hands of God. Do you know sometimes when you don't say anything, people think you're smart. Because you don't give an opinion, you don't say anything. They think you're intelligent that way. And you are. And you are because your opinion might not be the right one. The only opinion that matters is God's opinion. And he says we're all wrong. He says we're all wrong. Only Jesus has got it right. Amen? We can fool ourselves thinking, oh, I'm right with everything I think, say, and do. Well, then you're just self-righteous. That's what self-righteous is. I'm right in my own sight. But when you read the Bible and compare yourself to what God says, we fall far short, amen, if you're honest. Okay. The second one. Attacks of physical danger, illness, and life-threatening loss. We know from God's word that the enemy wants nothing more than to steal, kill, and destroy our lives and, we all, and all we love, Okay. How do I know that? In John 10.10, 10, right? His, Jesus, Jesus' purpose was to give us a rich and satisfying life. Satan's purpose was to steal, kill, and destroy that for us. Amen? And that's what he does. He gets in our mind and he makes us miserable. 
He's saying, why aren't you happy? You're saved and heaven is your home. It doesn't matter what you have in your pocket. It matters what you have in your heart. It doesn't matter how much material. That doesn't make who you are. Oh, look how good they're doing. They have all this prominence. But they're empty in their soul. What you have in your heart is important. And the devil wants to steal he wants to get our help. He loves to get our help. And when we get in our health problems, we question God. Say, God, why, why am I going to feel, why am I feeling sick? I'm serving you. I'm reading the Bible. Why am I getting sick? Well, because we live in a fallen, sick world. And there's a reason why he does it. Okay? Satan's a, he's a thief, a roaring lion, and preys on God's people. That's what he does. He desires to silence our voices and take us out of this world to shut off the light of God's love and hope through Christ. Many of us have experienced near-death experiences. I know I have. Sudden and terrible illness or holding loved ones who were at the brink of heaven. And yet God intervened to keep us here longer. There may be, there's many stories in the Bible of God's people under great physical attack and danger and so many miracles that God performed to bring them safely through. Even when it didn't make sense. Okay? Even when it seemed to be the end. Where am I going to go with this one? Daniel. Okay? Let's talk about Daniel. He faced the lions in the lion's den in Daniel 6. Right? His attackers thought he'd be gone by morning. But God intervened and shut the mouth of every lion. Right? Be assured, God is still shutting mouths today. <laughs> Sometimes I wish he'd shut my mouth. Right? Can I get an amen for that? Or am I the only one? What comes out of this mouth sometimes is like, What's wrong with you? There's plenty. Where do you want to start? It all started since I came into this world. It all was on since then. I've been fighting it ever since. The real problem, me. God's still shutting the most today. If you're facing attacks and feel your life has been threatened, our God is a miracle worker. The Bible reminds us that our times are in his hands. We can be confident that he knows every day we are to be here on earth and he will keep us and our loved ones safely in his care until he calls us home to heaven. There's no reason to fear. Stand strong through prayer and his word. Amen? Amen. Let's go to Luke 21. Is everybody with me so far on this? We're going to get this. I'm telling you, we're going to get this. And you're not going to just get it here. You're going to be able to take this with you and realize that the attacks are coming. And you're going to realize that Satan's in there doing it. Yeah. But you have to understand you've got a mighty God that's with you. He's going to help you win the victory. Amen? Yeah. He's going to give you the right things to say if you should say anything at all. Yeah. A lot of times we say something when we shouldn't. Yeah. And a lot of times we don't say anything when we should. He makes us too passive or too aggressive. That's what, the, that's what the world's problem is now, right? Extremism, extreme right, extreme left. Nothing in the middle. That's the problem with it now. Nobody can disagree to disagree. Everybody's got to get in there, right? My way or the highway? Look what it says in verse 34 of Luke 21. 
This is this is a fair warning. Listen to what he says here. Jesus, watch out, he said. Don't let your hearts be dulled by carousing and drunkenness and by the worries of this life. What does it say? Your hearts be dulled by carousing and drunkenness and by the worries of this life. The cares of this world, what does it do? It dulls our heart of with God. We get what? We get all we get scared and we get fearful and we get doubtful. How could God be doing that? And how is this happening? Why is that? And then he tells us not to get drunk because when you get drunk, you let other spirits into you that cause more problems. Amen? And, that, and we're unaware. And the devil really comes in when you're there. We already know what happens when we do that. And the right spirit ain't working when you're drunk, right? You ain't talking about Jesus. And carousing, what's that? Causing problems or living a lifestyle that's crazy? Now look what it says. Don't let that day catch you unaware, like a trap. For that day will come upon everyone living on the earth. Keep alert at all times. And pray that you might be strong enough to escape these coming horrors and stand before the Son of Man. Amen? What does he mean, the coming horrors? Look, Christians are so dull. They do not realize what's coming. It is going to get dark and really bad down here. Okay? And we're going to be stuck here and we're going to have to go through some persecution and Christians are not going to be ready for it because they're going to be living their own... He's talking about carousing and drunkenness and worries of this life. That means you're living your life, your way. You're not understanding. You're not preparing for things to come. Amen? Remember when Jesus said they came last... When, the, when it's going to come, people are going to be drinking and getting married and doing all these things, and suddenly it's going to come because they're not ready for it. But we are ready for it, amen? We never know when that day is going to come, and that's why we're prepared for it to handle these things when they come, not if they come, amen? I don't, I'm not a pro, I don't know when he's coming back, but I want to be ready when he does. Because he's going to settle all accounts one way or another, and we're all going to have to give an account of the life we lived after we got saved. All of us have to give an account. Are you ready to meet your Savior? You never know if he might come tomorrow. Say, oh, I'm sorry, I was busy this week, Jesus. I can't. Can you just come back a little bit later so I can get ready? No, he could be coming tomorrow when you get in your car. See, we should be ready at all the times. He's saying live a lifestyle worthy of the call, so when I do come, you'll be ready. Oh, yes. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You understand why I prepared you for. Amen? Amen. Everybody takes it for granted thinking, oh, I got time. I got time to get my affairs in order first before I make a commitment to the Lord. The Bible said, thou fool. Your souls require to you now. Now what are you going to do? You can't say, come back later. Let me get ready. We always have to be ready. All right, the third one. This is a real, this is a strong one that hits me hard all the time. Increased temptation in luring towards sin or wrong choices. This is a big one for believers. Everybody with me so far? This is important. Though we live with daily struggles and temptations all around us, Many times there are spiritual attacks in our life on our lives that put us at greater risk to go astray. Okay? It is a battle, a ruthless one, okay, and the enemy will fight hard against us. 
Okay? He desires not only to bring us down, but also those around us. He loves to see new stories splashed across the headlines of believers who have fallen. Okay? Or who have made terrible choices of sin. He loves disunity among Christians and wants nothing more than to break up families and every relationship we hold dear. Again, amen for that. He's nothing more than wants to do that. We must stand strong and stay aware. Don't give him a foothold in your life. Don't give him even an inch of room. He'll come in and wreak havoc and try to lead us astray faster than we even know what happened. Often we find ourselves weary, already weakened. We're on his radar when we are, okay? How many of us are tired? How many of us are weary and weakened through life? Always busy, 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 tired, right? That's when he starts wreaking havoc. Listen, we're on his radar. Jesus himself is our greatest example, okay, of this when he faced the devil's temptation in the wilderness in Matthew 4, 1 to 11. He was fasting, he was hungry, he was physically weakened and tired, and of course the enemy jumped on that time to bring on the temptations to a greater degree than ever. Can I get an amen for that? One slip up is all he was looking for. Just think about this. One wrong move, one yes to sin. But Jesus stood strong and resisted his attacks, every single one. He spoke God's word out loud. He held fast to truth and stepped over Satan's vicious lies and attacks. And he leads us to the same today. Don't be taken unaware. When you start sensing strong pulls away from God's truth and ways, you can know who's at the bottom of it all. Amen? What is he saying? Them strong temptations and desires that come. I mean super strong ones that we do. And they make us weak and we want to give in to them amen the devil the devil is after believers he's after believers especially ones that are maturing right people have been coming to this ministry for a time that are growing spiritually should they're going to come under vicious attacks and i get an amen for that i'm just telling you because you're in his army okay when you're in the army that you're going to fight battles amen We're getting ready to fight battles. There's a lot of spiritual battles. Now, there's a lot of Christians that are not prepared for this because they're just living their own way. No testimony for God. No soldiers out there. They're just sitting on the sidelines, and the devil leaves them alone. But people that are in the warfare that want to do the right thing and live the right life down here, you are going to feel attacked constantly. I don't know about you, but I can't get out of the house without getting attacked. And it's not even just the devil. It's my own temptations and desires that come into my mind. Look, don't give the devil too much credit because we have desires that make us fall into sin. How do I know that? Go to James chapter 1. We give the devil way too much credit. Remember, he's defeated. And so is your sin nature. See, here's one thing we forget. Instead of in Peter, forgetting that they've been cleansed from their old sins. When you forget that, you're bound to repeat them. Amen? Amen. You died to sin and you have a new life in Christ. Amen. You have to understand when them temptations come, that's dead. That's dead. It's like the dead coming back to life, coming to haunt you. Amen? That's what it's like. And it does. Who can honestly say they don't get tempted anymore? Who can honestly say they don't have desires that are ungodly still? 
Does anybody get the nerve to raise their hand in here? No. No, right? Thank you. See, that's, this is what a real church is. We have to heal. We have issues. We have desires that are ungodly. Look what it says in verse 12 of James 1. Yeah, James chapter 1, verse 12. Look at verse 12. God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. Okay. Patient endurance is what you need today so you can continue to do God's will. Amen. We need patience and endurance. Patience is the fruit of the Spirit. Okay. Afterward, they will receive the crown of life that God had promised to those who love Him. What's the crown of life? That freedom, that life, the life of freedom from your sin nature, living in the will of God. There's such an awesome place when you, when you deny that and you get over here and say, I'm so glad I didn't do that. It's life. It brings life to us. You know what I'm saying? Because when you get defeated and fall into it, you're not feeling that way after, are you? You're feeling guilty and shameful. There's no blessing is that. The blessing is denying it, the instant gratification, and getting the delayed gratification of a blessed life. We're not doing it. Amen? Amen. At the end of the day, when you say, I'm so glad I didn't do that, right? Yeah, right. It's such a, I don't know, you, I, it's an experience second to none. It's, it's, it's an experience that no lust can fulfill. Amen? No sin can fulfill. Now look what it says. And remember, when you are being tempted, do not say God is tempting me. God is never tempted to do wrong, or God should not be put to the test by evil people. And he never tempts anyone else. Where does temptation come from? From our own desires. Here they are. Everybody says, the devil, the devil, the devil. No. The devil knows what our desires are, so he makes and magnifies them. Because we already fell prey to them. Amen? Whatever sin you ever fell into, now you leave an open door to the devil. That's why God hates sin so much. If you don't have, if you don't sin, then if you don't do it, then you won't have a problem with it. But once you open the door to it, now you're going to have to fight it off for the rest of your life. That's why God hates sin. Amen? Amen. That's what he's saying, because you opened the door and sold out to it. You sold out to the devil. Now he has control of that area. And he tries to tempt you. Even though he's defeated, he knows you fell to it. And then he hits us with it. Amen? And then we say it's the devil, the devil. No, that's our own failure that the devil is expanding on now. Don't blame the devil for your own desires. Amen? Yeah. <laughs> now look what it says. Which entice us and drag us away from the Lord. Right? These desires give birth to sinful actions. What does it happen? It, come, it comes into your mind, right? And it gets stronger and stronger and stronger. And until you fulfill it, it doesn't go away. You feel like it's not going to go away. It's a feeling. It does go away. It will pass. The thing of it is, we don't we give in to it before we let it go. Amen. God says, "No, I give you the power to get through it, and it'll go. It will pass. You just have to fight and be patient and have endurance." But every time you fall to it, it gets stronger and stronger. It's a it's a painful thing. Now look what it says. <laughs> and when sin is allowed to grow. It gives birth to death. What does it do? It makes us commit the sin that we were thinking of, and it kills us spiritually. That's what it does. And then people lose their trust in God. Say, well, I thought God was going to help me with that. 
Well, you didn't do it his way. You fell into it. You chose to do it. The devil doesn't make us do anything and neither does God. You have to make the choice to do it. Then don't blame God or the devil because you he just tempts you. You make the choice to do it. So you have to go back to yourself and say, it's me. I need to get strengthened spiritually so I can resist that. And I have to submit to God, get on my knees, resist the devil, and he will flee. You can't do it in the flesh. Willpower doesn't work. It only lasts for so long. You might be resisted for a day, but it's coming back, right? Stronger and stronger and stronger. Okay, so can I get an amen for that? Okay. So don't be misled. Verse 16. We're going to close here. We're going to finish the scriptures out. My dear brothers and sisters, whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down from God our Father who created all the lights in the heavens. Okay? He never changes or from the Father of lights. He never changes or casts a shifting shadow. Okay? Now look what it says here. He chose to give birth to us. Okay? Listen, listen now. He chose to give birth to us by giving us his what? His true word. We're born again through the words of God. Amen? That's what renews our mind, and that's what makes us renew. The words of God. Okay? And, uh, and we, listen to this, out of all creation, became his prized possession. We're his masterpieces. We're his prized possession. Do you realize God doesn't see your sins anymore? All he does is see your son, his son. We're the ones who have problems with it. He don't have a problem with your sins anymore. They've been paid for at the cross. The problem is you forgot that you've been cleansed of them, so you keep committing them. But he doesn't see that anymore. The problem is you see your sin more than you see the sun. Because you haven't spiritually matured enough to see Jesus instead of your sin come up. When that temptation comes, you need to see Jesus and not that, not the devil. And that's through the scriptures and renewing your mind. And that takes time. It's going to take the rest of our lives to get there. He's preparing us for a better life to come. Thank God, right? Amen. Oh, please, Lord. This, I can't wait to get rid of this sin nature. Amen. Right? You wake up with it every day and drag it with you. I just want to leave it home. But then you hear, well, I'm not that bad. I'm a good person. <laughs> Open up your heart and dump it out on that floor, everything that's in there. And we'll see how good you really are, okay? And nobody's good, no, not one. Only God is good, amen? When you can come to that conclusion, then God can do something for us, amen? Well, I'm not like them. I'm not one of the Pharisees. I'm not like that tax collector. I'm not like that drug addict. I work every day and I do my thing. Yeah, but your mind is full of corruption and greed. So what's the difference? Okay. One more. We're almost done here. Listening and doing. Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. You must be all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Human anger does not produce the righteousness or the justice God desires. How many of us got anger issues? That's not God. It's not God. See what it says? It says that's it's <laughs> human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. So get rid of all the filth and evil in your lives and humbly accept the word God has planted in your hearts. For it has the power to save your souls. 
And how does it do it? Look at verse 22. Don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the word and don't obey it, it's like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself walk away and forget what you look like. Amen? We have to hear it, understand it, and then what? Obey it. Something that Christians don't tie together for some reason. And you can't break that apart. That doesn't, it's not separate. Listen. You got to read the word, understand the word, and then what? Obey the word. And God gives us plenty of room to grow. Amen? Plenty of room. How many of us need room to grow? I need a lot of room to grow. But listen, we have to start to obey what he's saying. And that's where the testimony comes in of the deliverance from the sin nature. Amen? All right, we're going to have to stop there. We'll continue with this when we get back together again with a couple of more principles. Brittany's going to come up and sing, and we're going to close.
come and close us, please. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for uh, a perfect service tonight, Lord. Thank you for everything that you do for us each and every day, Lord Jesus. Thank you uh, for helping us um, realize this uh, spiritual warfare that we're in, Lord. Yes. You now we have to be grounded in your word each and every day, Lord Jesus, to, and read scripture, actually, to, to detect the, the devil from um, coming into our minds, Lord. Um, I pray for traveling mercies tonight, and God bless all. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Mary. Thanks, everybody. Have a great night. Stay safe until we meet again. God bless. Peace. Peace.